0: Hey guys, welcome to Let's Process This with Melinda Hill. We're happy you're here. We meaning me, pretending I'm a we for some reason. Hi. Let's Process This is a podcast about processing and overcoming trauma and transforming it into creative treasure and life treasure because we are not defined by what happened to us, but we are defined by what we do with what happens to us. Hello. Hello. We also talk creative process, like how does stuff get made? How are people making things? How are people making it through things? My intention is that you will feel inspired and empowered and illuminated by the insights that you find here. And also, of course, entertained. Some quick announcements for you. If you're so inspired, please support this podcast by subscribing for free, wherever you get your pods and rating it and leaving a nice review. Yummy, yummy review time. You can become a patron now directly on anchor.com or on patreon.com. So hop over there and become a Patron. You can access all this stuff at my website, MelindaHill.com. If you can do all or any of that, we are so grateful. We, of course, just meaning me. Another announcement for you. Very exciting. My comedy special, Inappropriate, is now out. What? Yes. I am so excited to share this comedy special with you. You can get it at MelindaHill.com or wherever you get your specials. It's also a comedy album, and you can get that wherever you get your comedy albums. The special is called Melinda Hill, Inappropriate. few people said a few things about it. Hollywood Chicago says, combine the hilarity of prime observational comedy with the zen of inner peace, and you have Melinda Hill's stand-up special, Inappropriate. The sharp master of laughs delivers an hour of riffs on her life and her love's. Off the Tracks goes on to say, Melinda's special is bold, funny, and deep. A hilarious comedy hour jam packed with laughs. Speaks to her development as a joke writer and deliverer, but also arrives at exactly the right time. Ooh, we love arriving at the right time. Gotta love that divine timing. Guys, did I mention that we are so happy that you are here today. Thank you so much for all of your support. Let's get into it, shall we? Good morning, today I'm so excited um, because we have the fabulous Steve Zim he is steve zim at a tighter you here on instagram live where we're taping this and um he has he he, good morning
1: hi how are you
0: great how are you good
1: good how's everything this morning
0: oh my gosh it's kind of chilly so i had to like crank the heat and put on my my cozy my cozy hoodie. How are you, Steve Zim?
1: Good. I'm good. For anybody that doesn't live in L.A., and you're probably laughing at us here, that she says she's so cold, it's because it gets warm during the day, and then it drops like 40 degrees or 50 degrees to the night, and you wake up freezing. So it's not like we're so wimpy out here that, oh, it's if you look it up, and it's like 50 degrees, we're so cold. It's just the drop really changes everything
0: that's right and also i live in a in a building that's 1921 built in 1921 so also i'm just i'm just tiny steve and i get cold
1: i know it's free i grew up in boston and i am colder here i don't know what it is
0: (laughs) um okay well i'm so happy that we could meet today virtually on instagram live because um you know, for those of you just joining or listening, Steve is actually uh, the the trainer who I trained with um, for the movie Love Weddings and Other Disasters uh, coming out next, this week, December 4th. And so I, I wanted to talk to you about, like, your, your all, all the stuff that you do. Like, what's this new thing that you're doing? You, you told me that you have a new What's your new workout stuff?
1: Well, what I did, and this is kind of crazy that it all kind of fit into place over COVID, but a few years ago, I've written four books, uh, three training books and one uh, nutrition book. And um, I do a lot of these makeovers, like what we did with you for different movies, television shows. Uh, I work with Marvel a lot for their superheroes. And I did a, um, uh, a BuzzFeed called uh, We Trained Like Superheroes for 30 Days. A lot of people saw it because I think we've hit 34 million views on that one video.
0: Okay, so it was like a video for BuzzFeed. Like, how long was the video?
1: Video, I think, was like 15 minutes, 12 minutes. And I, I used to be on the Today Show for many, many years. I was there on on-air fitness expert. And, um, and so they had seen me, I worked with Chris Evans, uh, way back, uh, before they did, um, Captain America, I got him in incredible shape and it aired on a TV show called extra. I did a segment called how the stars get hot and it was used to be a regular segment on extra and Buzzfeed picked up on it years later. And a guy named Evan Gunn calls me up and, uh, says to me um you know i saw what you did with chris evans on the tv show extra how you got him in great shape in 30 days can you take a regular person and get them in great shape in 30 days and can we follow it absolutely let's do it so we did it when it aired they it's the fastest produced video buzzfeed's ever had it went to 10 million views in like 24 hours and now it's got like 34 million views and I got a ton of emails, I mean, thousands and thousands of emails asked me what nutrition plan they did, what workout they did. So I wrote a nutrition book called Superhero Nutrition. And the book did so well that I started, people started asking, can you show us the new workout that you did with Chris and with Evan and how you did it? And so I came up with this idea, instead of writing a book, I decided to make a website that's going to act like an app on your phone or it works on your tablet. And it's at www.atumobile.com. And you sign up for it, and there's a questionnaire. And it asks you what body type you are. And there's five female, five male, and five – yeah, five female, five male body types. Then it asks you a bunch of other questions what your fitness level is what your goals are uh how many days a week you want to work out three four five days a week and within seconds once it's all done i give you a full program for the entire month so every day it's a different workout you're never doing the same thing twice and it's progressive it's kind of like how i trained you and how i train all the celebrities to get into shape for whatever role they're in And it's progressive, so every day it it builds and builds and builds. At the end of the month, you get a new program for the following month that builds on the first month. And it's really simple to follow. Every single workout has, every single exercise has a video. And so I tell you how many reps, how many sets, exactly what you need to do. And we launched it a few months ago, and it's been a really knock on wood big hit since gyms are closed. Um, It's been a huge hit. And it's been able to keep everything going, which has been fantastic. gives me something to do daily because we keep making more and more videos, more and more workouts. And it's fantastic because it's tailored to you, very different than most workout programs. And, you know, from training with me, anybody can do a great workout, but that's not how you change your body. You can go and sweat and feel sore and said, oh, my God, that was the greatest workout I ever had. But does your body change after X amount of weeks? Do you see a change? Do other people say a change? And so that's what this program does. It takes you from point A to point B, it gets you the change. I isolate muscle and muscle groups, and I really teach you how to work out and balance your body so that you have perfect symmetry
0: okay steve so you're saying you by the way congratulations that you were able
1: two years to make this
0: yeah you were able to roll with covid and create something to help people keep in shape during the or just keep exercising during the pandemic that's really quite an accomplishment congratulations thank you and congrats on all of your books you've written and um so you're saying people can do this workout at home from this app that you've developed and like do they need to buy a bunch of equipment or how do they get started what's the starter kit
1: The starter kits real simple it's one of those big Swiss balls you know those big gym balls a set of dumbbells either three or five pounds or if you want to go heavier you know 8 10 depending guys will go 15 20 you don't need very heavy weights because I isolate the muscle and muscle groups and then resistance bands You know those ones that you hook on the door and you can do different exercises Those resistance bands are the three things that you need to make this a home program Now if your gyms are open, it's a gym program so you can switch back and forth from home to gym So it's it's not you're not stuck in one place. So when your gyms open up you just transfer into the gym and you'll see all the exercises there. So it works both. And that's what you need for the basis. And you can get everything done with those three items.
0: Where do you get it's, those items? You get those like at Amazon Prime or what?
1: Yeah, Amazon has them. There's a website that we linked up with that has the balls and the bands really cheaply. It's called HollywoodSupps.com, and it's available there. Amazon's super easy, but um, It doesn't take much. And if you happen to have a a skateboard, you're even in more bonus. So the three things you need are those. And then if you have anything else, we can mix them into the program and you'll see, because every time you see an exercise, you go, oh, I have something like that I can use. Or if you don't like a particular exercise or it's not good for you, you hit the swap button and it'll give you an alternate exercise. So it's really, really uh, intuitive
0: yeah i noticed just from filling out the questions on the app yesterday that it's super intuitive it's super easy to use and you can be in a workout that's right for your body type right now today get it going for the you know for the pandemic but i wondered like so what you're saying is like people can go get this equipment very easily it's very basic setup and that if gym as gyms are reopening they're not now going to be stuck with stuff that they can only use in their home, because this is the kind of equipment that you can transfer right into your gym, so it's not gonna end up in the appliance graveyard, as they say, where we buy a bunch of stuff, (laughs) and we buy a whole setup, and then now COVID's over, and it's obsolete.
1: Yeah, no, with the beauty of it is, let's say you're busy. Let's say on Monday, you're like, I am too busy to get to the gym. We'll just do the workout at home. On Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever your next workout is, oh, I'm going to the gym. You go to the gym and all your stuff is there and it's got all the machines from the gym. So you can switch back and forth from home to gym. So you never miss a workout even if you don't have the time to get there. So it works both sides, which is the whole idea because, and the cool part is, let's say say you're working out five days a week. So you're working certain body parts on Monday, certain body parts on Tuesday, Wednesday, it will track that. So you don't miss it. So the home workout will work in the same box. It's anything by doing it at home or switching to the gym.
0: This is fantastic. And where can people find this again?
1: You just go online to www.atumobile.com. We'll, we'll write it down so people can get it, but it's not an app. You're not going to the app store. You don't have to deal with them. You go just straight to our website. And it's real easy because you're dealing with us and the beauty of having it, it's going to act like an app exactly on your phone, but it's a website. So this way I can do what I want on the fly and change it. It makes it much easier than dealing with an app on the app store on our end.
0: Okay, so it's not an app. It's a website. And um, I'm pinning it right now atumobile.com, everyone can yep. go get it. So Steve, um, this is like, so you're known as the celebrity trainer. You get people in shape for Marvel movies and all kinds of cool stuff. Now I'm not a big uh, workout person. I mean, I love to exercise, but I am kind of a, did not know much about gyms. So when I was sent to work with you for my movie, uh, Love Weddings and Other Disasters, I was really pleasantly surprised that I really enjoyed myself and I actually started to look forward to going to your gym a tighter you and like doing these exercises and we noticed um like awesome improvements really fast mm-hmm. so yes. I was I was like who is this wizard Steve Zim and <laughs> The director of my movie, uh, Dennis Dugan, had said, oh, you're going to love Steve. He's amazing. He, he, he Dennis goes to you for all his movies. And and I was just really impressed that it was like no BS and you got results so quick. And like when I went to do the movie, I like wish they would have put me naked in every scene because like my <laughs> body. <laughs> because I've never seen muscles like that in my arms and like. Um, in fact, I might ask them to do a reshoot just uh, to add in like 10 nude scenes for me so we can you <laughs> utilize all that hard work we did at your gym, but like what was your process with me for the movie?
1: So every time somebody comes in and uh, let me tell you guys when she called me as she did not want to come in this was probably a push from Dennis to get her to come in so a lot of people are afraid to come to gyms. A lot of people are afraid to work out and they think they're going to get really big and not look right. And that's, that's not what I do. Um, it's not scary. The whole thing about working out is this is about you. It's not about anything else. It's about getting you comfortable in your own skin. That's, that's what is so important. And when you work out with the way I do it, we use much lighter weights than what you're used to. We isolate muscle and muscle groups, and I basically kind of sculpt you. So when you come in, when you take, like for example, the 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 test and the um the, the quiz for uh, ATU Mobile, the I ask questions, and the questions let me know what we're dealing with to begin with. And when you deal with somebody and you want to look great on camera, what happens is um, you want to build up certain parts of the body so that it shapes right for the camera a lot of people don't realize that the arm you want great arms great arms aren't your biceps everybody thinks you got to build big biceps to make great arms you don't arms come from your back and it's kind of weird you're like wait arms and back first we have to create great posture at the same time we're isolating different muscles in your shoulder So if your shoulder, if your rear part of your shoulder is not built properly, what happens is that because we're all at a desk, we're all leaning forward, our body is set up that we look rounded this way. What we need to do is bring you back and set your arms this way. When your arms are rolled to the front of you, I don't know if you can see. So if your arms are here when you're relaxed, like this, without doing anything, I know that your shoulders are rolled forward so if we take a shot of you you're rolled in and you're not going to like the picture but if we can set it up that your hands end up back here like this all of a sudden now you're back here and your posture is much better now you have the shoulder separating itself out from the rest of the arm once the shoulder separates itself out now we we'll are be able to have a nice lean look in the arm going into the tricep. And then we want to make sure that you don't overdevelop the inside part of the tricep because that will thicken the arm looking like that. So we balance it all out. So when I looked at Melinda, we needed to pull her back to create that shoulder line, separate the tricep, the outside to the inside. And then that all of a sudden gave her whole upper body an incredible look. Then when it comes to the legs, we want to make sure that the glute is separated out from the leg and that the back and the front of the leg have a line separating the side. When we have that, all of a sudden the legs look amazing. And, we, and I do it very, very quickly because my whole theory with working out, if you don't feel something the first time you work out and don't see something within a week or two, you're quitting. So I've spent my entire life figuring out how do I get into here and it's by seeing this if we can see a change here then you're hooked into the program and so once Melinda came in and we started going and you came in one day look at this new line I got look at this and it happened so fast it was like okay she gets it she sees the change now you're excited about the program now you're excited about what you're doing. And that's what it's all about. It's, you need to see the change. You need to feel better. And it's incredible when somebody says, oh, what are you doing now? You look fantastic. It's it's It makes you feel like a million dollars.
0: Yeah, and uh, I loved how you made a little map of my hotel gym. And you told me, because uh, I, I, we were filming in Boston, and you told me which equipment to use while staying in the hotel. And I would go down there before my call times, like at 5 AM or whatever. I would go in the gym at 4 and be doing this. And it, it, was, it was really great. So when you watched a movie, were you like, did you get the, the results you wanted?
1: Oh, yes. I was so happy. Uh, it was so cool. So I watched the first cut of the movie. And it was like, I, you know, most people watch the movie, and go, like, oh, that's amazing. I'm looking to see how what we did shows up on screen. And so I was like, so excited. You looked amazing. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sitting here watching with the director, the man who hired me to get her to look like that. And he was super happy. And so, you know, we know where we start and we see what all anybody sees is the end result. But I know what we started with and I know where we ended. So the end is amazing and that's all anybody cares about, but the process is super cool.
0: The process is super cool, super fun, super easy, and super accessible. And that's why I'm excited you're offering it to able to offer it to more people on your website. But like and and how I love your um you that you're 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 focusing in on a posture and you're and you're going that route because people you know that that's really i've never heard any trainer do that
1: yeah well it's all postural because what well, we don't realize i wanted to write a book one time about posture and the book company said no the posture is so boring that's that's what they said to me and they're right the, the name pot when you hear posture you feel like somebody's your mother's poking you in the back and telling you to bring your shoulders back um that's what we think of that the idea is right we need to bring the shoulders back and stand up straight but by poking in the back that's not going to work what we have to do is balance the back to the front we are usually overdeveloped in the front underdeveloped in the back we work out what i call your mirror muscles what we see we don't work out what we don't see back here because we don't care we don't know that actually the way i look at it is your picture your beautiful picture if i take you and put some thumbtacks and put you on the wall people walk by and go, oh how nice but if i take that same picture and i put a frame around it now i put it up on the wall now i have artwork the back is the frame to the front so the better i balance the back to the front then the more balanced you look the more beautiful you look and it doesn't take a lot that's what people don't understand and it's really Posture. I get the muscles to balance. Everything's symmetrical. Our eye loves symmetry. So we like our right arm to look the same size as our left. We don't know watching something why we like something, but that's what it's about. Our eye likes symmetry. So if you have two people and one person is symmetrical and the other person is not symmetrical, your eye is going to go to the symmetrical person so having everything balanced is super important that's why we took all the measurements and we made sure the right and left side what was off so we could balance that out and when you go to the test for uh for the website it asks you certain questions and that tells me oh this person's probably most balanced uh out of balance over here so we set up the program so it balances everything out and you get the great posture but it doesn't sound you're not doing just posture exercise you're working out I mean it's real workouts that's what it is but that's what I'm trying to get out of it.
0: that's so cool I loved going to your gym also because I loved seeing actual marvel characters there and being like oh my god <laughs> there's Batman there's spider-man on the treadmill yeah. ah but um, it's
1: pretty funny
0: <laughs> but um it was, it was really it's,
1: it's it's a lot of people come in here Mill Wendell will tell you But the whole place is super low key. Anybody can come in. It's not like you have to have a special code to come in the gym. We've been in business close to 30 years now and it's just all word of mouth. I don't do any advertising. It's the same thing with the website. You're not going to see ads anywhere or anything like that. You got to know about it because I really want people who are dedicated and interested in doing the program here. It's the same with the gym. It's it's not like oh people hear about it. can I ever come to the gym? Sure, anybody can come to the gym. It's it's not about that. It's everybody just feels comfortable. Nobody bothers anybody in here. You know, you do see those people on the treadmill uh, working out, and everybody's friendly. And that's just the whole the whole atmosphere of the gym, which is always what I wanted.
0: Yeah, it's so friendly. Everyone's saying hi. Even Batman was like, hi, <laughs> hi. And had a big smile, and I was like, I love this place. Um, I'm I miss it, I can't wait till it starts up again. So, um, Steve, uh, on now that you've created this empire, which is helping so many people, (laughs) um, did you have any obstacles on the way to uh to creating this? And if so, like, how did you overcome those?
1: Oh. Obstacles. Every day you have obstacles, but you know it's it's funny. I um I was talking with a, a, a kid yesterday who just lost his job, and because of COVID, he he's a big gamer, and his 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 he's going home. He's moving from LA back to Philadelphia, and this kid is so good at what he does and so unbelievable. And I said to him, "Do you know, I got to tell you, I don't understand why you're going home. Gaming is all here in Los Angeles. I mean, you're here. You just got out here four months ago. And he's like, you know, I, I don't know. And I, I don't have anything here. I'm like, yes, but everything for you is here. Uh, and, I, and I sat and I talked with him for like an hour. And so going. what do you think of this? What do you think of this? You throw out ideas of whatever it is you're doing. When I wanted to open up a gym, it took me 11 years from when I started as a trainer to the day I opened up my own facility. I had my own trainers. I had my own company. But I was renting from somebody else's gym. I was in somebody else's gym. And so I always wanted my gym. I wanted to pick my equipment. I wanted to do this, that, and the other thing. And I want to have that kind of control. It was 11 years, 80 hours a week of work, work, work. I was training. I had to do my bookkeeping. I had to write uh, programs. I had to do different things. I wrote my first book in that first 11 years. And um, and so, you know, and I went to book companies. Do you know how many rejections I got? I cannot begin to tell you. They would show me other books and say, oh, this book we decided to do uh we'll think about yours and then they reject me my first book was called hot point fitness it came out in 2001. uh the way book companies work i don't know if you guys know it's kind of like a movie it comes out and if it's a big hit in the first week they'll push it a little bit and then they just let it go and whatever happens happens um they they don't they don't really push so when the book came out i thought to myself wow this is my opportunity so I started pushing my own book. I'm not a PR person. I know nothing from PR, but guess what? I started doing my own PR. I had a PR person, but they didn't care. They had 10 other books. So I started calling up and getting myself interviews. And I started building up and building up. My book went to number one on Amazon. What? Yeah, number one. Not number one in fitness, number one. And John Grisham was number three. I took a picture of that so that I would always have that. And That's
0: amazing! Like, so you would just like call up? How would? How did you get phone numbers? Had this, this? is so resourceful. Oh, what would you say when was, you
1: called? This was back in 2000. So, by the way, you weren't googling phone numbers. So, um, I was just calling and uh, and asking to speak with the producer of the health health. You know um, segments and this and that, and then um, and then I, I would get on, and I would be able to you know describe what I do, what the book was about, and it was crazy. I started on the show here. If anybody has lived here long enough, it was called Woman to Woman. It was on CBS two. It was a local show between two soap operas, and I came on as just a guest one time to talk about my book because my book was climate. And so, um, I got on there, I finished the, the show and the head executive producer came down from her booth and said, listen, we've been looking for a regular fitness person. We really enjoyed you. Would you like to do regular segments on our show? I was like, yeah, awesome. I'm in. And so we started doing these regular segments and they gave me a producer that had a hundred pounds to lose. And so they wanted to do a follow her for a year so we did that and she lost 100 pounds she looked amazing her whole life changed and from there the books started growing growing in la because that was the market we were in and then i started shooting a lot of magazine articles people started picking up because the snowball started going down the hill and i got invited to new york and uh, i was shooting for uh, I forget, a glamour magazine while i'm there i get two interviews One for Good Morning America, one for the Today Show. So Robin Roberts actually interviewed me for Good Morning America. And she said to me, you know what? Uh, This was a pre-interview, not on air. I'd love to have you on. We'll schedule this. I was like, oh, fantastic. It's very cool. And so I figured in a few weeks I would get on there. I go to interview with the Today Show. I leave there and I thought to myself, well, that didn't go that well. She was really tough on me. And I was like... How so? I don't know. Just asking me questions and just like not liking my answers, I thought. I don't know. It was the executive producer. She was just, you know, and I I was like, okay, I I don't know. She didn't say anything. She just kept the What about this? And what about this? I would just answer them. And then she never gave me that like, oh, that nice smile that you get when people are enjoying a conversation. (laughs) And so I thought, okay, well, this was cool. Nice to meet them. Uh, Maybe I'll get on Good Morning America. Anyway, about an hour later, she calls me up. She goes, can you come on tomorrow? I was like, yes. So um, I go on the next day, and I go on with Soledad O'Brien. And usually when you do these kind of things, you meet with the person you're doing it with, and you do kind of a walkthrough of where you're going to walk around on the set. Um, We're going to go from here to here to here. And so – the, the producer comes up to me and she goes, okay, so dad does not want to meet with you. I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, she doesn't like doing that. I was like, all right, great. So no big deal. I'm like, okay, I know my stuff. So we go outside and I got thrown into a huge crowd because we do it outside and we start doing it and was supposed to last, I think three and a half minutes. They kept asking me, do you have anything we had set up, what was set up outside? We ended up with a five-minute segment. At the end of the segment, Dad comes up to me and she goes, stay here. The producers want to talk to you. I'll see you very soon. I was like, oh, cool. And we had a really good rapport. We we had a lot of fun doing the segment. It was great. Producers come up to me. They go, listen, we've been looking for a year for a new um, fitness person. Would you like to... Be a regular fitness person on the weekend Today show it's an it's the national it's Today show just on the weekend the national show i was like um let me think about that and they're like what I, yes i will so for the next nine to ten years oh, it was almost 10 years i would do regular segments on the today show on the weekends with soledad with david bloom all these different people with lester holt i did so many with lester and it was so fun. And so I would fly back and forth from LA to New York doing those segments. And, and so that helped me build up. And then I was able to write more books and I used that as a platform to get to the next level. And then I started doing a show for the TV show Extra. I created the show called How the Stars Get Hot. And then I ended up doing a whole VH1 special on that, which was a lot of fun. And I just kept coming up with different ideas and pitching different ideas. And that's what I I have to tell you. You might pitch 10 ideas that go nowhere, absolutely nowhere, but you know they're good ideas. And uh, they, they fall flat or whatever. Don't stop. Keep creating, keep believing in what you're doing. And let me tell you, I make it sound simple, but it's hours and hours of creating. I would send out 10 segments to the Today Show and they'd say yes to one. Now, you know, a lot of times people would wait for the show to send them segments. I would send segments. So, you know, it was, I I didn't wait. I, I always wanted to be the one, you know, here, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And there's a fine line be, between being pushy and giving them stuff they need, and that's kind of like you need to know your world, where you're too much versus hey, this person is very proactive, and so you know uh, th- that's that's finding your 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 scene wherever you're at, but don't stop creating. I mean, uh, I, I've created so many things that. Did well for a while, but then you, I knew they had a life, a shelf life. Then they had to create something else, something else. Um, but that that's really what it's about. And, you know, I, I can tell you, I stay up till even today, you know, writing the programs for ATU Mobile. I am up till 1230 at night writing and writing and writing. I don't just let it be and uh, you know i am constantly creating the next month's workouts the next month's workouts and i'm writing 900 separate workouts a month which it sounds like it's not 900 exercises 900 workouts for for this body type for this body type for this body type so this way there isn't uh something that's being missed and so th- the whole thing is put 110 percent into what you're doing and even if it fails that failure might end up being what catapults you to the next thing your idea might be too ahead of its time it might the technology might not be there for what you're doing but that's really how I look at things I mean how do you do it when you I mean is does this make sense to you does it because you're always coming up with jokes you're always working on your stuff
0: yeah I, I completely relate with you I, I'm writing jotting down questions while you're while you're talking, because I'm so inspired, but I love your proactive take. Like when you say you went to to pitch segments, did you actually shoot the segments yourself and send them in, or did you like craft pitches and say, "Here's what I'm thinking," "Here's what I'm just, and just you just kept going at it,
1: kept going at it. I didn't shoot segments so much. I would shoot exercises and send them. I would write out like um, like a storyboard of what the segment would look like. Why do we want to do this segment? Why would the viewer be interested in this segment? But you know, a lot of producers would never pay. You know, some producers, yeah, thanks. They have their own ideas. So you need to know. You know, when you get a certain reaction, is that a reaction? They don't have time. Is that a rea- so? You know, uh, and they get inundated with stuff. So you know, you, you can't just out of left field pitch something without knowing who you're pitching to. So you kind of have to create relationships. And that takes time. It's not an overnight thing. You don't show up and everybody's like, oh, thank God you're here. We're so lucky. That's not usually how it works. Usually you have to create to create something they need and you gotta be the thing they need.
0: Yeah, I, I completely uh, agree. And I, all of my, um that the Steve Zim phone is ringing off the hook.
1: Oh, I'm in my gym, even though it, our physical therapy department's open. But uh, I took the phones out of my office, but apparently I did not know they still ring. <laughs>
0: That's okay, it's cash, we're on IG Live. Um, I uh, I have found in my career that, you know, I also needed to create my own opportunities. It's like sometimes people, you know, things come through auditions, but typically it's like I keep creating, 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 building my own thing, making my own series, writing my own special. I just wrote and directed a special, like uh, throwing all these things out there. And then like half the work I get is because people know me from the work I've created. And they offer me things based on those characters I've done on my own. But I, if I had been sitting around waiting, like I like how you said your your p you had a PR person, but you took the initiative to call and and you know pitch yourself on these segments, and that it led to a regular position on a on a hit show, and it led to your next book. So that like you weren't waiting, and also you weren't limiting yourself because a, a pr person you know um although there are many very talented ones they also have so much on their own plate and it's like you're right. you're out there kind of you know uh doing your own thing and creating your own opportunities I, I just love that like i somebody wrote in and asked um on the chat i am casey bellis asked Tim Ferriss' 4-Hour Body Diet Workout. How does yours compare to that?
1: Well, I will tell you, I have no idea anybody else's workout. I specifically don't read their workouts. I specifically don't look at their stuff. And I've never done it because when I put out something, I know it's 110% mine. I created. My exercises are very different than anybody else's because I created them. I So way back when when I started doing my whole program is, you know, the exercise, like for shoulder press, everybody does this. Okay. Well, when I was in college, I was invited to watch uh, a doctor who worked with injuries and he uses this infrared camera to show blood flow through the muscles. And this is where my whole program came to be. I should have actually told you guys this from the beginning. So, um, he, he was showing me and I was like oh that's so cool uh, how the blood flowed so the guy had an injury and the blood flowed like this and bumped up and then six weeks after with rehab the blood flowed through straight and I'm like oh wow he goes you see so the injury caused this now it now it looks like this I was like oh that's so cool and I kept watching a bunch of the other ones. I said I got a question for you when I work out and this is when I was in college. I want to get a shoulder that does that feels like this. But whenever I do this exercise, I only feel it right here in the front of my shoulder. I don't feel it anywhere else. And I overdevelop to the front. I go, and so I created an exercise in the gym that I, I named W Shoulders. You put your elbows in like this, and you go out like this. And uh, just like that. And so I said, now when I do that exercise, nobody's ever seen it before, I made it up way back when in the 80s, Uh, that burns my whole shoulder. I go, now when you work out, you get a pump. Can we put my two exercises under the infrared and see where the blood flows? He's like, sure. So I did this one, and sure enough, the front of the shoulder turned bright red. The rest of the shoulder was blue, meaning there wasn't really blood flow in there. Then – I did my W out like that and the entire shoulder turned red and that was burning my whole shoulder. And so he's like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. You were able to isolate that whole shoulder versus just the front. You got more out of that exercise. You got any other ones. So I have another one called a kickback with a twist. So you stand up and you kick back. That's the normal. Mine goes back and you turn back and you turn the other way. So this way we hit both sides of the tricep. We did that. Um, Yeah.
0: Quick question. Yes. But I don't want to interrupt you. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. First, I have to say thank you to I am Carlos Alvarez, who says exactly. Thank you for the breakdown. What happens in vagueness stays in vagueness. Love. Okay. He's talking about your specific breakdown of how you do things. But also, he's quoting a line from my comedy special that what happens in vagueness stays in vagueness. So we want to get that specific uh, specificity. Um, What gave you your drive? Where do you get this drive from? That's my pressing question.
1: Uh, uh, Internally, my father is an immigrant from Argentina. We only spoke Spanish when I moved here. I I learned English when I went to to school. I, um, my father came here. He was a doctor in Argentina, had to come to this country, learn English, and in six months, take the medical boards and pass.
0: You're Argentinian?
1: My whole family, yes. We're all from, everybody's from Argentina.
0: Steve, Uh, I had no idea. Yep, so. So Zim is Argentinian.
1: Yeah, well, it's really Zimmelman is the last name. It's just shorter because everybody thought it was just easier. So uh, it's been Zim forever, but it's it's part of my family actually changed the name to that. I did not, but uh, it's Steve Zim. But it's really Zimmelman, and um, and my I watched my father, and he ended up he ended up becoming the state surgeon general of Massachusetts. He was a state surgeon, and this is an immigrant. From Argentina, that, you know, chose to work his butt off, learn English, and make something out of himself. You know, he did not know English when he got here. He would watch television. And the funniest thing he had told me, and I'll never forget, was he realized he was getting it when he finally understood a joke in English. And so that was really those kind of things. You you live this, you see this. He never, he never said, you know, he just said work hard, but he did it. I watched it. And you know, it's, it's very, very hard to pass those boards, even if you speak English. So to do it from having to translate it, it's, it's a whole nother world. So I think maybe seeing that, um, and then it's just in me, I just work and, um, and I, I never want me to beat me. I don't want to lose to me. And so I don't, I'm not concerned about other people's workouts. I'm not concerned about anything else other than what I do. And, um, you know, it's it's really important that you, that when you're doing whatever you're doing, yes, you have to know the world around you. I'm not saying block yourself in like this. But it's really important to focus on you winning for you, not for anybody else. We have a softball team here from the gym. And we've won the championships many times for the city, the LA uh, softball championships in our league. And what I realized was I'm very happy to win. I love winning, but I really hate losing. So when we don't win and we lose, I'm much more aggravated about losing than I am excited about winning. And so whenever I do something, I don't want to lose. I really want. If I'm putting time into a project, I really want it to be successful. I will work my butt off to make it successful and get it to a certain point. I don't like to put something out there that I'm like I'm not the kind of person who put something out there. Eh, it's okay, you know. If you you know, it, it, if I don't feel that it's hundred and ten percent, then I I, I got to keep working on it. I'll put it out. I'm not not putting it out, but. You know, I will get it done. And the other thing I'll tell you, and this is something for people, I hear this all the time, oh, you know, I've always wanted to do this. I think I'm going to start this. And they never do anything. They have these ideas, but they don't get past sentence one or page one. And so for me, I always tell my daughters, I have two daughters, and I tell them, complete, complete, complete. Start something, finish it once it's finished you can fix it you can tighten it up but you've got to start and finish complete it now you've done something you can feel good about yourself it's funny when i was dating my wife many many years ago she said to me you have great ideas but you have like 10 of them focus on one get that done then get two done and it's it's something i've taken with me forever because the moment i stopped having 10 ideas and I decided I'm focusing on one and completing it, oh my gosh, I got into the rhythm of completing, of finishing. And that really, really changed my life because I started going, okay, book one is out of the way. I did that, I completed it. Now what do I do? Now I had it, now I had to promote it. I worked with the PR people. I promoted it with them. I wouldn't just sit back and wait to see what they got me because I didn't think that, like you said, They have a lot of clients. They're not just thinking of Steve all day long. So it's so important that you think of you all day long. It's not like you're trying to beat somebody else to the show, you just wanna be on the show. So, you know, it's so important that you get what you need done for you to feel good and say to yourself, hey, you know what? I busted my butt, look at me, I got on this show. Um, I got in this, I got in that. As a kid, I used to read uh, Muscle and Fitness magazine. The day I got quoted in Muscle and Fitness magazine, but by the way, I was already on TV shows. I was so thrilled that Muscle and Fitness put me in their magazine. It was like the biggest thing, because I had wanted that for so long, and I worked hard, and I would submit, and I got nowhere, and then finally one day, they started using it. And so, it's those, you gotta set goals, but you also have to be proactive. Don't wait. Don't wait for it to come to you. You want to make a television show? Nobody wants to make it, make it put it on YouTube. Who knows? Somebody might see it. Somebody might like Melinda said, somebody might see you and offer you something. Cause they're like, Oh, I love this person. You played here. If you have it up here and never put it out there, guess what? No one's calling you.
0: Right. It can't, it can't be of service in the world if it's just on your laptop.
1: Exactly. I mean, look, Melinda's out here putting on shows, doing stuff. If she sat there in her room doing nothing, then no one would know her. No one would put her in a movie. Nobody, you know, no one's telling you you have to go out and do anything. You need to tell you that.
0: Yeah. And you need to take the actions and, and it, And I love the idea of just getting one thing done. That goes to my, like, I completely use that rule of just do a vomit draft. Just do a draft. Get it out there. Psychologically, you'll feel amazing having a draft. And then it can begin to become what it's supposed to. But you have to do the draft. And I also have the issue of wanting to do 10 things at all times. And I love the focus on the one. I wanted to ask you two things. What sign are you? And do you believe in that stuff? And you coach so many people. You're a coach of many. Who coaches you? Okay, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I'm an Aquarius. Uh, I believe in that stuff. I don't know too much about it. Um, very funny, that was that was my LA question when I moved out here. Whenever I would go out with somebody or something, like, oh, what what sign are you? I always thought that it was so typical LA, I, I would laugh. Um, yeah, it is yeah um but yeah as science I believe in all that stuff it's it's always like so it scares me so I uh, kind of just don't dive too much into it but yes um, I uh, I, uh, I believe in that um, yes I do coach I coach a lot of people
0: but who coaches uh, you who 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 encourages Steve like you encourage so many people myself included. Who is that? who inspires you? who keeps you going
1: me I keep me going i i I have a lot of conversations up here uh, you know with myself and um and i'm always i'm always trying to come up with something better something. How can I do this better? How can I make this uh uh more uh more refined more more whatever i always want to make everything more and you know and so that's where like i'll give you an example um uh, many years ago so my first book came out and once it hit number one i'm thinking to myself okay what do i do next so um so then uh i was waiting for the second book you have to give it a little bit of time and i came up with an idea It was called. um, Here, I got it actually right here. It was called the Audio Trainer. Okay, so this thing came out, and what it was was I created a little booklet that had all the different exercises in it, Uh and then in the back, and they're not in here now because I like how
0: I like how simple that looks. Just simple. Oh, it was super
1: simple, and there were CDs, and every CD. Was every day's workout and you would do you remember those big Walkmans that people had sure okay so you put the big it was a big yellow Walkman and everybody had him in the gym and they felt like a million dollars on their Stairmaster and walking around with this box and so what you did was you put the CD in there and I would talk you through every rep of every set and that was that really did well for a period i knew that you know this was pre uh ipods pre all that and so i knew that it had a life a shelf life and so i got it on a few shows and it did very well for the time period uh at the time um people were using it. It was, it was really fun, but it was so hard to make just one thing like that because of the technology and everything. And then there was it was all just pictures in a book, which are fine, but they're not as easy as to follow as video. And so my whole idea for ATU Mobile was when I had done that, I always thought to myself, if I could only do video, and then when that became like a thing and people started doing it had I put this thing out five years ago, it wouldn't have done what it's doing today because today people are really using the technology. And so, so then two years ago when I started putting this together, the idea was that that hot point fitness, uh, little workout book come to life in video. And now with the technology, I can change it on the fly. I can build week to week to week. And that's what I did. And so it's taking an idea from 20 years ago and making it current because the idea was really good. But, you know, you had to know that, you know, that this, you could build on this. And, uh, you know, a lot of people would have just left that alone and not thought about it. I, I think like this, I, I constantly am thinking, what do I do? What's next? How can I build next, next, next? And that's, you know, and I also want to make everything easy for the person using it. I'm not doing this for me. For me, I can make it super difficult, but I need to show results and make it simple to follow. And that's what I try to do with everything. The simpler it is to follow, the more you're going to use it.
0: That's what I love about it because when I see a, a big email that's like a volume, like a novel, I just delete it. I'm like, I can't, it's too much, especially during the pandemic. But when something simple, easy to understand, gets to the point, I understand it from the headline, then I'm more likely to incorporate it in my regime. Now, Gravity Fit Official says, I have been doing the shoulder thing for months now, Steve, and it is incredible. Some compliments flying in. I wanted to know, Steve, what is your spiritual practice? Are you religious? What's happening there?
1: What's happening? Well, I'm I'm more spiritual than religious. Um, I'm Jewish. I go to temple on the high holidays, and I love listening to what the rabbi has to say. I, I really enjoy that whole conversation. Um, I do not go to temple regularly. It's not my thing. Um, but I I do like the groundedness of of a place. That I know that I can go to. That I know if I need something, they're there. Whatever religion, I, I have a very, very close friend who's Muslim, and he he's always um, always at his place doing his stuff, and always um, uh, you know talking with people. And he gets me going because we have these conversations regularly. But those conversations between him and I, I find really important. His, he brings it up all the time. And it's, it's really interesting. His view of things, my view of things, and how we come together. We're very close friends. And it's it's. I, I like hearing other people's religions, how they see things, because it, it really opens you up. And so, um, you know, Religion, it's a funny thing because I lost my mother when I was 20 and she had been sick for years before. And that's when I got kind of upset with religion. And uh, and, I th- and I thought to myself, wow, this really is not fair. And, uh, you know, and I had a sister who was eight years old at the time. And, you know, it's just like, you know, it was hard to believe in anything back then. And, you know, it it took me a while to feel comfortable believing in something. And that was just my own personal thing. And so it's it's something that's it's kind of weird because that's that's my my problem. And so with with religion and so it's it's but I, I know where it comes from. It's not really fair to, you know, you know, other people have had much worse tragedies. And, you know, they're still very, uh, you know, big believers. And so I kind of have to come to grips with my own thing by myself, I guess.
0: Did you go to any kind of therapy or get any help when your mom passed?
1: Not right away, really. Actually, when I moved out to L.A. a few years later, I did. Because I found myself to be, I was always angry. And I know where it came from.
0: Where did so, it come from? What? Where did it come from?
1: Oh, from my mother getting sick and 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 dying. Basically, I knew where I was not settled, and it was it was really it was really tough, you know, and um, and so uh, you know it was kind of it, it was it was. It was a tough time. And uh, and so I had to work things out and I went to see, and I went to different therapists to figure out which one was the best one for me. And um, and I did my, my time there. I did what I needed to do. And then um, I was able to grow from that. And uh, a, a great place for me, a very safe place for me was working. You know, that was where I could feel good about what I was doing. I could help other people. I could, you know, you know, everybody always talks about, you know, oh, I saw so-and-so in this movie. They looked amazing. They looked amazing. What that does for me is it brings me people that aren't in the movies, somebody that needs to lose 60 pounds for their health, somebody whose doctor tells them if they don't lose this weight, they may not live as long. And so by helping others i get a lot of satisfaction out of it and so it's given me um uh the the uh, platform to meet so many people because they reach out to me they'll they'll go uh they'll email me and then um i'm able to answer their questions or they come to the gym they fly in from all over the world which is kind of one of the most amazing things i have people that come out here for three four months two weeks from everywhere from kuwait from egypt from south america from europe you name it uh japan and they come here and they're not celebrities they're not they just want to change their lives they've given themselves three months two months and we get it done and i gotta tell you knock on wood has have gotten it done every single time and so they leave here and they're happier they like one 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 woman says to me i I, for 20 years of my life, did not go to the beach. I now will feel comfortable. And she does, she goes to the beach and she'll snap me a picture, I'm at the beach. And she feels comfortable in her own skin. And that is really what this, at the end of the day, is. You gotta feel comfortable being you every single day. What this does is allows you to feel comfortable. If you're not liking something, we can fix it, we can change it. But it's you that doesn't like it, so it's it's you so we have to get to you to a point that you love what you see you love how you feel and that's really what it's about i mean when you first came in here i know you were a little scared i know you weren't a gym person and this gym isn't a gym type gym it's not it's not a bunch of people going. you're on that machine we, we don't have that it's it's just not allowed and so we don't attract that kind of clientele so it's very very Laid back group of people, even though you see who's in here. We have NFL players, we have, you know, people you would think would be the most aggressive people. Everybody's very nice. And, um, you know, I have one client, he's just about to turn 97. I've been training him almost 30 years. And this guy drives still, lives on his own uh, with his wife. They're not in assisted living. And, uh, Comes in here completely lucid. Uh, his wife's the same way. They both work out uh, regularly, and now during the pandemic, they're working out at home. So it's like all those kind of things really fill my life up, and that's where uh, that's my religion. That's where I get, you know, I feel like wow, this is really I'm doing something. I'm not a doctor. I'm I'm not you know curing this or curing that. But I am helping people on another level.
0: That's how I feel too, Steve. I feel like creativity and intuition is my religion. And within that, I have the ability to help a lot of people. Um, we're very I mean, making me
1: laugh really. Think about that. You make me laugh. I laugh. That feels so good to laugh. You don't I don't know if you realize what you do and what other comics do. You guys stand up there on a stage. And you're putting yourself out there for what? To make me laugh, to make other people laugh. That is so ridiculously cool. <laughs> I mean, I think about it. It's there's so many things going on in the world, but you made me smile. You made me laugh. You made me think about stuff. And uh, I always find, I always think, you know, a singer is one thing. We know if you can sing or you can't sing in two seconds. I may mean, not like a song, but you have a good voice. So and so. Comedy is so different. I, find, you guys are just putting it out there, man. And you are just—it may fall flat, but what do you do? You get up, next joke, next story, next whatever you're telling. It's so unbelievable, and it's so scary and so fun all at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, we we both have very we have we great. Great work to do on the planet. Um, so, Steve, what is your writing process? I wanted to ask about your writing process with these uh, books. Like, does it break down to, oh, I write an hour a day or 10 minutes a day or I jam one out, a whole book out over a weekend? Or how does that work for you? Do you do an outline first? Did you take a class?
1: Okay. Never took a class right. I usually write with a partner, a real writer. And so... What I do is I come up with a title. That's number one. What is the title of this book? What direction am I heading? Then what I do is I break down chapters. What's this chapter? What's that chapter? What's that chapter? Then what I do is I fill in the chapters. Then I take it and then I call my writing partner there. And I present him with all this.
0: So you, you go to your writing partner and you have a title, chapters, a little summary of each chapter. So basically what you have is a table of contents and a title. And you go to him with like a three-page thing, right?
1: No, it's a lot larger than that. I go to him. So I write it. So I, at first is the title, then is the table of contents, then I write it. And so within my writing, I'm not the best writer in the world. So what do I do? I bring in my editor slash writer so he edits and he writes and so then together we refine what I wrote so it's very simple to understand very clear and he understands me and um, and so we he, he's a fitness person too so he um, he's a fitness writer for a bunch of different magazines and now uh, websites and so he understands my language which is very important. I, if you just use a regular writer, sometimes it's very difficult when it comes to fitness for them to understand what you're talking about. So they can't convey it. Um, so uh, the whole idea is that when I write, it has to sound like when you're reading my books and this is throughout, uh, three of my four books, one, I had another writer on, um, but the three of the four books, looks like i'm talking to you when you're reading it it's very funny because when people email me or or call me at the gym they're talking to me like they know me which was the idea of the book that i am speaking to you it's just me and you having a conversation and so uh then he cleans it up so it looks like that and then then the book gets made so it's all my concepts, all my exercises, everything's mine. I just need somebody to help me clean up my writing. And that's really the the number one thing. Um, it's, you know, a lot of these fitness books are ghostwritten, meaning somebody else actually wrote the whole book. And then, then I couldn't go on an interview if I really didn't write the book, because I won't remember what's in the book. So I actually have to write the whole book and it takes, many passes and then once i get it to a certain point then i hand it to people and i say hey can you read this do you, does this does this seem simple to you because between him and i we know where we're at now i want to see just a regular person if they read it what they think and so then once i get that approval and a thumbs up on that then we're ready to have another editor look at it and then they do it and then we put it out so it, it's basically two editors and myself go through it because the editor needs an editor. I always found that to be true.
0: I love that. Thank you for breaking that down. Um, Title,
1: title, title. That's what you need.
0: Okay, so how do you come up with these titles? Do they come to you when you're working out? Are they inspired divinely or do you sit and like throw a bunch of titles onto a page, like brainstorm? How does that work?
1: Well, it's very funny. Um, My first book uh was called hot point fitness what i wanted to call it and what the first chapter that they allowed me to do i wanted to call it um uh, uh what's the name of it oh my god now i even blanket well hot point fitness wasn't what it was supposed to be it was supposed to be um oh my god i'm forgetting anyway it'll come to me and uh and they went with hot point fitness um i only book i ever named that got out there that i was able to name was superhero nutrition which was this one
0: okay that's so perfect so, because you trained yeah. the marvel characters in yeah, the batman and look,
1: i had i actually had the artist do this so it looked like like marvel characters and that was the only book i ever got to title and do the whole thing i had complete control of superhero nutrition
0: okay and- do you know why i love that because you train marvel heroes in movies but you your niche is helping the average person feel like a superhero in their own body
1: yes that's and exactly that's it. genius yeah and so that's so that's so that's the whole and by the way of all the books that's the bestseller so it's you know the other books are great they did fantastic for me they were stepping stones. But then when I got to a point that I could have control, I took control. And so, you know, um, you know, the uh, titles, one title uh, is so long, that I can't even. I'll show it to you. Hold on, one second. One
0: uh Jay Z. Jay Z gone shopping says positive addiction was the name. Was that a name? Yes,
1: yes. Very funny. That was supposed to be the name. Positive okay. addiction. Okay. Okay. Exactly. You got.
0: You got some real fans here who know the the begin the genesis. Oh, that
1: fans especially would know. <laughs> That's my wife. Oh, <laughs> <So> funny. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you. Uh, it was called Positive Addiction, and uh, that was supposed to be the title of the of the of the book. And they changed it to Hot Point Fitness. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, to this day, that book came out in two thousand. I think Positive Addiction would have been a much better title. Mm. They were afraid of the word addiction, and I said, "No, you don't understand. That's the word."
0: Yeah, and that so- my ears perk up when I hear addiction
1: yes and that was the word and because we have so many things that addiction is negative about here was positive and so they allowed me to name the first chapter that and so you know it's it's was really interesting because i I, when i was finally able to do my own thing that's where um you know it took off but it took me so many years to get there and that's what people have to understand that it doesn't happen overnight you know i was happy they printed my first book that was fantastic and so you know it's it was really really great so i was happy with that i wasn't mad that they didn't call it that i just wanted them to call it that well i I told them why but
0: i think a lot of things are a compromise especially when other people are buying them I found very few people are like, here's a a pile of money, and we have no notes, although that's the ideal. But like, what was your process with finding your publisher? Did you go to them with a table of contents, or with the whole book, or how did that work?
1: No, interesting. When you go to a publisher, you come with basic, well, some people come with full books. But then then, uh, my theory was, when I went to the publisher, we're going to come with an outline here's here's the title here's the outline this is what we want to do with it because this way they feel like they can have a little bit more control over the author and i was a first-time author and i went to new york several times met with different uh, book companies and they all rejected me then a book company out of boston actually said yes to it and so and we had put it out to so many companies. And I was and I'm still am. I'm with a really big agent at William Morris. So it wasn't like this was coming out of nowhere. It was coming out of a, the biggest agency in the world. And um and I wasn't getting any trash Why? But as soon as I don't know. But mm-hmm. every book they showed me, you know, when I went to these book companies, they said, oh, we have this fitness book out now, we have this fitness book, they all went away. Hot point fitness is still selling. And um, and we went to number one. When you looked at Amazon, we were number one.
0: I don't know very many trainers. I, I don't know very many, phys- I don't know any trainers who are thinking outside the box in terms of making something. I mean, granted, I don't know that much about the fitness world, but who are, you know, I don't know anyone who's thinking outside the box to make something so simple and palatable for people and also going beyond and thinking of creating pitches for themselves, writing books, going to—I I don't know anyone. Like I feel like you go, you go way beyond a trainer and a, and a coach.
1: Well, I I, th- I, I I think differently. I guess I don't know. It's it's just uh, I think very business like also because I I I know what I'm really good at, and I want other people to see it. So how do I do that? Because otherwise, I'm sitting here in in LA, in Culver City, in my gym, and just the people in here see it. And so, um, yeah, you got how do to I,
0: think big. You got to think like, how do we get this message that's so helpful to the max amount of people? What are the platforms to be on?
1: Yeah, and so that's and there's always new platforms. There's always something new, and you have to learn about it. I mean. Let me tell you, uh, the the BuzzFeed that I did would never have come if it wasn't for my daughter. And so you have the young people. She said, Dad, you need a Facebook for for the gym. And I was like, really? She goes, yes, let me make it for you. She makes it for me. And within a week, she goes, hey, somebody um, emailed. Somebody uh, direct messaged you. I was like, oh, what does it say? It says, hi. I go, Okay. She goes, what do you want me to write back? I go, write Hello. So she writes, hello. And then a few days later, he goes, Hey, listen, I'm a producer from Buzzfeed. And I saw what you did with Chris Evans on the TV show extra. Um, could you do it with me? And then that's where the Buzzfeed came. And then, you know, millions and millions of people later see what I did. If it wasn't for her telling me that, I would never have done the Buzzfeed.
0: I love that it's about so it's about just being visible more visible in the world than people know you're here.
1: Yeah and you have to be open you know sometimes I hear people and they're not open to things they feel like uh I can't do this and I can't do that I'm not good at this and I'm not good at that well get out there and keep pushing you might find within something you're good at something and and you become really excellent at that and so you know you gotta open yourself up and try different things i'm telling you the internet was not uh, i thought doing a show on the internet was down it had to be done on television because that was my mindset and when i decided to do this thing with buzzfeed on the internet was the greatest thing i ever did i did not envision that when i started it i thought okay it'll be fun i have something to do we'll do a makeover Never envisioned what that would grow into, but you, if I said no to it, I wouldn't be having these conversations. I wouldn't be writing more books. I wouldn't be, you know, they it, it wouldn't be getting out there like this.
0: I love it. And so I interrupt. Uh, we got interrupted by the uh, the internet, but you were saying you went to a Boston agent with an outline, like a three page outline or something, and that became your book, or that's your method.
1: Yeah. So it was a a publisher, a book publisher in Boston, got the outline from our agent. Our agent sent it over and they called me up, interviewed me and within hours said yes to doing the book. And so um, I thanked them. The company is named Perseus and they, they gave me that opportunity. And then I once I got that opportunity, I took the book and I ran with it. And that's where I thought, okay, I got this book. Now this is my ticket to get on TV shows, and we're talking. You know, in two thousand, that was the thing. You want to get on these TV shows, and I had a product, and you know, and I wanted to get it out there. And then once I got it out there and started pitching different ideas to different shows, you know, it started growing, and I got on. You know, Entertainment Tonight. Uh, you you name the show, I had a segment on it, or I was, or I, I had several segments on them. So. All those kind of shows, and that's the way you did it back then. Now, the internet changed the whole game. You don't need that. You know, so, and then different things are changing. As you see now, you have Instagram, you have this, you have that. All these different things, are you're able to get your message out.
0: Okay, I love this so much. You need to write a book on this. You need need to write a a book on how to get your product out there. But Margaret Kathleen says, I've rewatched some of these workout superhero inspiration. Thank you, Steve. I love that show. Um oh, Steve, I wanted to know, um did so you went to them with an outline. Is that different than your table of contents? Is that like a little more uh written out, fleshed out than your table of contents, or is that the same thing?
1: It's the same thing, just each each, you know, I showed them what each chapter was going to be and then what the synopsis of each chapter would be. And so, um, and told them there'll be X amount of pictures here, X amount of pictures there. So this way, they understood how it would lay out.
0: Okay, got it. And I wanted to know um, with when you're with your mom's um, sudden and tragic passing, did that affect your relationships at all? And if so, did you have to do anything to overcome that or or learn to trust again? If that was affected at all?
1: Oh, I, I mean. It was I, I was I was just uh, at that time it was a very tough personal time so uh, I, I'm sure it did um, not not with my immediate family at the time but I, I'm sure with with maybe you know girlfriends or whatever people I dated I am I'm not I'm, I'm not sure it, it you know it that time, it's it's very funny. I kind of block it out. That time, and so it's it's uh, it, it it was a it was just a very difficult time. I don't know how to explain it more. But you know, once I you know, I, I, I dated my wife. I I met her back when I moved out here, and so we dated for many years, seven years. Then we've been married for twenty five years. Wow. So. um so I, uh, you know, I, she's had to deal with me a lot. And so, you know, uh, with with my family, with my wife, I've been able to grow as a person.
0: Oh, the best. That's what you want. You want that kind of relationship where you have the intimacy to both grow and, and stay together through that. That's beautiful. Okay, so Juliet Jones says Steve's curriculum should be taught in schools and sports teams from hashtag mom of five and Hajarist me says, maybe appear on the Dr. Oz show. That's a good question. Um, That's a good point. What is next for you? Are you, I know you just developed this great um, website, which I earlier called an app because I was looking at it on my phone. So I thought it was an app, but it's a website you can access on your phone, atumobile.com. What will you be writing a, a, a fifth book this year? Or like what's next for Steve Zim?
1: Well, right now, I'm super focused on the website um, because the website's really the the, the whole thing. Um, so uh, it's, it's really where it's 110% of my focus. Then the next thing is to continue getting it out there and showing people what this is. Because right now, during the pandemic, people are lost. I mean, you can even look on television. You can look... People are gaining weight, they're unhappy. They're, they're going through a lot of tough times right now. And the one thing you can take care of is you. You can decide, hey, I'm gonna get out there and I'm gonna go eat the right food. I'm gonna I'm gonna put down something that's not good for me. I, I am gonna change the way I feel every day. I'm gonna work out regularly. I can do this at home. I don't have to go to a gym I, and I can take care of me. And so right now, what I'm trying to do is get this out there so that I can help people take care of themselves. When you work out, a lot of people are lost or they do programs that aren't for their body type or they do programs that are way too hard for them or way too easy for them. Here, you're able to choose. Hey, I'm going to work out three days a week. I don't have to work out five. Or I'm a person that wants to work out five. And you can pick it and choose the way you want to make my program work for you. And the whole idea is just getting started if you take one step you put like i told you get started write something down get your first words down you can get going you know a lot of people i'll work out later i'll work out later that ends up tomorrow the next day just do it just get up say i'm going to carve out whatever it is a half hour 45 minutes an hour for me make me feel good, make me see a change. When you see a change in yourself, you are gonna start to feel good. You're gonna get that positive addiction.
0: Yeah, yeah, because like a lot of people are self-medicating right now with food, you know, and, and mm-hmm. with comfort food and, and we're scared and we don't know what's next and we're like, Ugh, making it worse. But like uh the positive addiction of just, Giving yourself the meds of like healthy living, like a little bit incrementally a day at a time, um, is going to have amazing effects on your mental state, your physical appearance, obviously, but that's almost like a secondary thing to how much better you're going to feel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's, it's all us. You know, everything is us. We make choices. And, you know, nobody, we can't blame other people for our choices. You have a choice of eating a vegetable or eating a piece of pizza. You make that choice. And not to say that you can't eat the pizza. You know, if you've been working out and doing great and today's the day that you want to eat that pizza, go ahead and eat it. It makes you feel good. But if it's pizza every day and beer every day, then you're probably not going to like the result that happens on your body over time.
0: I'm gonna have um, a I'm gonna have a cauliflower pizza today, Steve. That's a cauliflower crust pizza with mozzarella cheese. Is that gonna be okay with the That's the, Steve? the
1: best. <laughs> I love cauliflower crusted pizza. That that's that's amazing. Yeah, um,
0: that's my Saturday Saturday night uh, fun food, I guess.
1: Yeah, it, it's uh, I happen to love that, but if you want to break down and have a regular pizza because it makes you feel good today, go ahead and do it. But the point is if you stay on your program 90% of the time and 10%, one day a week, one meal, you eat whatever you want. And that makes you feel good. Great. Do it. I'm a big believer in that. But if you're having that meal every single day, the, you know, the fun great meal every day, you're probably not going to like the results it's having on your health, on your body. And you're going to feel, worse about yourself. And that's not what I want. I want you to feel better about yourself. You got to put some work in. Things don't just happen. You got to work at them. And when you work at them, you'll see the changes and you get it. You made that change. I tell you, if you're somebody that wants to write, I'll give you a great idea. I'll tell you a great story. Dennis Dugan, your director. Every time he gets ready to direct a movie, he comes in here beforehand works his butt off for like six to eight weeks, getting himself in amazing shape. And he's always in good shape, but pushing himself to a place that he can't buy himself. We get him there and now he's ready to tackle a movie for eight weeks where he's working 24 hours a day because his body and his mind and everything are ready to go. And if you get this all taken care of, you can sit back and write a book. You can go do your work, getting this taking care of your body your mind your soul in one place allows you to go forward but if you're not good with the way you are then it's very hard to go forward with stuff you know the more successful you are usually the more happier you are with what you're doing for you and that's really what it is it's you need to feel happy with how you're feeling and then go forward and this is what You know, ATU Mobile, what that does, it gets you in the shape. It makes you feel better about yourself. It gives you the health that you need. And it's simple. Somebody wrote, do this for kids. Kids can do this program. I mean, hey, if you have a skateboard, it becomes a workout uh, piece of equipment in my world. Kids love that. And we have a lot of kids in the gym that do my program. You don't need heavy weights. It's not like, I mean, they can use either, you know, three pound two pound weights which really aren't gonna none of this will stunt their growth if they're doing it like that you don't want a kid trying to pick up a 20 pound weight when he's you know 12 years old not really the best deal but three to five pound weights eight pound weights yes that's okay and the program is built for anybody and when you look at it if you don't have time to do the whole thing i always say do one it's one to three sets usually of every exercise just do one set of every exercise. Get through it very quickly. Just do the whole thing, but just do one set. And if you find that you can't do the whole thing, you only got half done, that's okay. Next day, we're going to build up. See if you can do one more exercise. And then the next day, one more exercise. This is about you. It's about you getting from point A to point B. Not about me, not about somebody else. And you'll see. You, If you could get through six exercises on Monday, but on Wednesday, you got through seven oh my God, look, you did one more exercise. You did something better Wednesday than you did Monday. And so that's what I'm talking about. It's building this positivity.
0: That's what I love. I love a positive addiction. That's my theory of just write 10 minutes a day. Just write 25, cross it off the list, move on. You're doing great. All right, Steve. Well, I am so happy that I got to check in with you today because, and I'm so excited um, for your new venture atu mobile.com everyone can follow steve and all of his great tips and workouts at here on instagram at a tighter you are you guys on twitter and facebook too
1: yep twitter facebook just a tighter you on all of it and um you can always if you get lost put in steve zim and it's the letter u so it's a-t-i-g-h-t-e-r-u and um and if you Google me Steve Zim and if you have questions about the programs or anything, you can go to stevezim at gmail.com and I can help you out with it. Because I really, I actually, people are surprised when I actually answer their emails um, because I really want them to get from point A to point B because that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah, well, Steve, thank you for all that you're doing Um in the world, you know, I, I think it's great. And I really enjoyed learning about your process, your creative process, and your other processes, your exercise <laughs> process. And um, so uh, I hope everyone continues to enjoy and trust your own process with these tips that we've learned today from Steve. And um, go see Love, Weddings, and Other Disasters, the film yeah, I that I can't wait that Steve uh, trained me for. And there's a lot of uh, great wonderful comedic actors in there, including Dennis Dugan, who uh, wrote, directed and acts in it. That's uh, Steve's regular client here. And that drops on December 4th on all the platforms. And if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please um, uh, subscribe for free at MelindaHill.com or wherever you get your podcasts and uh, rate it, leave a review. Join the Patreon if you would like. Um, It's all at MelindaHill.com. Thank you everyone for joining us today. And uh, Steve, have a beautiful weekend. Congratulations on everything. And thank you. Thank you. you,
1: And good luck this week when the movie opens and keep us laughing. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks Steve. Bye. Talk soon.
1: Take care.